is Lindsay Poisson, and I'm here with Jerry Weiss. Hey, guys. Uh, we are bloggers with GoEerie.com and writers for Erie Times News, and today we are talking about the legacy of Mad Men, which will uh, air its finale on May 17th, 10 p.m. on AMC. Now, Jerry, I know you're a huge Mad Men fan. I do love the show. And I know you are looking forward to this finale, but you're also always talking about what the show means to TV in general. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about what this show has done for TV? Yeah, you know, Mad Men, and I'm probably going to be weeping on uh, Sunday night when the finale airs because there really has been no show quite like it, I think, ever in terms of how layered it is, the uh, the plots, the amazing character development. You know, you've got a show that spans about 10 years from when it first aired in 2007, and we're able to watch the characters, the business, the industry of advertising, we're able to watch that grow throughout the 1960s, mm -hmm. which is really cool because a lot of shows just stay in the moment of wherever they are for no matter how long they're on TV. Like The Simpsons. Like The Simpsons. No or, one ages. Right, and, or M.A.S.H., which, you know, M.A.S.H. seemed to be in the same year for a dozen years. And, you know, Mad Men were able to watch these characters, these intriguing, fascinating, complex characters grow for better or worse. And uh, it's really, it's been a brilliant stroke by uh, Matt Weiner and his creative team. It's a, it's a great show. Did you know, I read this somewhere, uh, Weiner had shopped this around to HBO and Showtime and they rejected it. Yeah, I, I wonder how many people, Lindsay, got fired at HBO <laughs> because you gotta think Weiner at the time was a star producer and writer for The Sopranos, which at the time would have been HBO's biggest show around 2005 or so. And he had to have at least shopped it to enough people at HBO mm -hmm. where someone would have at least taken a chance mm -hmm. on one of Sopranos' biggest writing stars. Um, and what a coup for AMC. It really put oh, yeah. AMC on the map and that led them to getting Walking Dead and Breaking Bad, and now AMC is a force to be reckoned with, although sadly they lose Mad Men and Breaking Bad in both a, in a short period of time, so I'm hoping they can make up for it with other original programming. Well, they did do the Better Call Saul. Right. Um, I, don't, I haven't seen any of those shows yet. I've got to uh, binge watch that one weekend, so you know, I don't know if you've been watching it. I just finished about a month ago catching up on Breaking Bad. Oh my gosh. And um, and it's so fantastic, but I've, I've stayed clear of everything Better Call Saul, mm. uh, figuring the creators of both shows intended you to watch Breaking Bad first. Even though I know Better Call Saul is a prequel, mm -hmm. I'm sure they wanted your watching experience to be Breaking Bad first, yeah. then Better Call Saul so I'm hoping I can find it somewhere because I'm sure it's really good. Now, you were talking a little bit about exp seeing how the characters have grown over the last uh, 10 years and um, 
I've done a lot of watching the back seasons uh, in preparation for this podcast. And um, one of the things that's interesting for me, and I think maybe for my generation, is experiencing the history and the culture of that time through these characters. I'm watching some of the episodes and you pay a lot of attention to the details, the uh, every single word and phrase they use in their dialogue and um, just some of the ways they react to each other, whether it's uh, women's issues, race, sexuality. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of jarring, some of it. Well, you're right. The show's a real stickler. You said it for the details. Mm-hmm. And you can watch it, whether it's the issues that you mentioned or just in the style of clothing that they wear, in the music, which is a key part yeah. of the show that they use. Um it's really fascinating to watch the transformation of the 60s, which was a really turbulent decade, mm-hmm. through the transformation of Don and Peggy and Roger and Joan and Pete and, you know, everybody at their, you know, at Sterling Cooper and Partners, you're able to see that agency, those people transform in the same way the 60s did, mm-hmm. which is, again, just another genius stroke of Mad Men. Now, you were talking about um, best shows, best dramas, yeah. and how this will rank among those. Um, what are some of the other best dramas you think? I'm trying to, in trying to think of, like, a top five best one-hour dramas mm-hmm. ever for TV. I'm going to start, we talked about The Sopranos. To me, that would be number five. Because you've got a character like Tony Soprano and an actor like James Gandolfini where we're talking all in the family type. Now, Sopranos is not doesn't hold a candle to all in the family in terms of what that show meant to television. But the same kind of character that Archie Bunker was to television, Tony Soprano also was to television 30 years later. So that would be my number five. Number four, I'd have The West Wing. Um, the great NBC White House drama, especially the first four seasons, which were amazing seasons. And uh, actually, Mad Men, West Wing, and Hill Street Blues are the only three TV shows to win the Emmy Award for Best Drama Series four years in a row. Mm. The only ones. And West Wing's first four seasons, thanks to Aaron Sorkin, were fantastic. He left the show... And the show wasn't as good, but still great overall. We talked about Breaking Bad earlier. I'd put that as my number three show. Um, you know, to watch Brian Cranston as Walter White turn into this methamphetamine kingpin where he came from just being a school teacher um, who finds out he doesn't have long to live is really an astonishing thing to do. And the show is just very intense pretty much every episode. Mm-hmm. Mad Men, I debated about this. Is it the greatest show of all time? It's close. For me, it's number two. The Wire, I think, is probably the best show ever. This, um, if you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. An HBO show from the 2000s, which looks like a documentary camera put onto Baltimore. And I know Baltimore has been in the news recently 
even more so when you watch this really true life story about the many layers of Baltimore. You know, one season talks about crime, another season follows the docks that they have in Baltimore, another is on the school system, another is on uh, politics and corruption, and uh, they end with journalism and newspapers and how it covers a lot of these other issues. The Wire uh, is probably just the smidge ahead of breaking of Mad Men for the best one-hour drama ever. Well, that's going over some of the, the best dramas that we've seen so far. Um, but if we can get philosophical for a minute. Um, Mad Men, I think, has really changed the way we want TV, the way we view TV. Um, what do you think it's going to mean for a show to try to be like Mad Men? I don't know if it can, Lindsay, and you, you, you stated it perfectly. I mean, Mad Men is the kind of show that I think you can watch Mad Men, unlike other shows, you can watch an episode a second time and you can still remain completely interested and discover subtle things or cleverly hidden things that you didn't find the first time around. I can't really say that about a lot of shows, and I don't know if anything current, you know, you look at um, House of Cards, which is a big show now on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Is it exciting? Is it entertaining? Yes. Does it have the same kind of depth and staying power and kind of cultural relevance that Mad Men has? You know, probably not, but it's unfair to judge three years three seasons of uh, House of Cards against seven seasons of Mad Men. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, is there a show or something you see now maybe on the horizon that could either take the place of Mad Men as the best show on television as it leaves, or, or is there a network that you think that could tackle it? You know, that I, like you, am having a hard time thinking of anything that could rise to that standard. Um, there's going to be a huge vacuum after Mad Men ceases. Um, you know, I think about H what's on HBO, uh, you know, Game of Thrones, but that's such a that's such a different kind of show, mm -hmm. different audience, different different everything. Um, and I, I think about um, I know I'm a big fan of Walking Dead, um, and there's a lot of depth to that as well, um, but. I don't know. There was something special about Mad Men. And yep. I think you're right that fans are going to be possibly weeping um, in their little bottles of scotch. Yeah. Um, and their three martini lunch. Although, right. then you might not be able to stay awake for the 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, you know, if Mad Men Mad was Men, a drinking game. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be tough to watch the finale. Or any of those episodes. Yeah. You know, you mentioned Game of Thrones and HBO which is, you know, the Cadillac. It's, the, uh, it's set the industry standard for years for the best original programming. I think if there's any network that could find a replacement to Mad Men, mm -hmm. HBO is probably the likely spot. Um, Showtime has really stepped up with its programming. FX and AMC have been really solid. You know, Netflix with House of Cards and Orange is the New Black and a lot of other shows, mm. they look like they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. It's funny, though, that, you know, we don't really talk too much about your traditional network, your, your, your standard networks on television, your 
CBS's and ABC's and Fox and NBC, uh, they've really uh, fallen by the wayside in terms of your top tier original programming, at least when it comes to the one hour drama. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't, I, I don't know. I think this is going to be a real big moment for some new show to step up and say, we could be the best. I don't know what that is, and I don't know if it's currently on air as we speak. We'll have to find out. But until then, you can watch Mad Men on Netflix, like I'm doing. Yeah. Every spare moment that I have. And again, the finale airs May 17th, 10 p.m. on AMC. And I think that's it for us. Thanks for joining us. I'm Lindsay Poisson with Jerry Weiss. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Ooh, zoo -bee, zoo -bee, zoo -zoo -bee, zoo -zoo.